Hello and welcome to another episode of Storytime Madness. Today we're going to read the third and fourth chapters of Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Milne and E.H. Shepherd. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. The piglet lived in a very grand house in the middle of a beech tree, and the beech tree was in the middle of a forest and the piglet lived in the middle of the house. Next to his house was a piece of broken wood which had Trespassers W on it. When Christopher Robin asked the piglet what it meant, he said it was his grandfather's name and had been in the family for a long time. Christopher Robin said you couldn't be called Trespassers W and piglet said yes you could because his grandfather was and it was for short. Trespassers Will, which was short for Trespassers William, and his grandfather had had two names in case he lost one, Trespassers after an uncle and William after Trespassers. I've got, I've got two names, said Christopher Robin carelessly. Well, there you are, that proves it, said, said Piglet. One fine winter's day when Piglet was brushing away the snow in front of his house, he happened to look up and there was Winnie the Pooh. Pooh was walking round and round in a circle, thinking of something else, and when Piglet called to him, he just went on walking. Hello, said Piglet, what are you doing? Hunting, said Pooh. Hunting what? Uh, uh, tracking something, said Winnie the Pooh, mysteriously. Tracking what, said Piglet, coming closer. That's just what I asked myself. I asked myself what? What do you think you'll answer? I shall have to wait until I catch up with it, said Winnie the Pooh. Now look there. He pointed to the ground in front of him. What do you see? Tracks, said Piglet. Paul marks. He gave a little squeak of excitement. Oh, Pooh, do you think it's a, a, a woozle? It may be, said Pooh. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. You never can tell with Paul marks. With these few words, he went on tracking, and Piglet, after watching him for a minute or two, ran after him. Winnie the Pooh had come to a sudden stop, and was bending over the tracks in a puzzled sort of way. What's the matter? asked Piglet. It's a very funny thing, said Bear, but there seems to be two animals now. This whatever it was had been joined by another whatever it is, and the two of them are now proceeding in company. Would you mind coming with me, Piglet, in case they turn out to be hostile animals? Piglet scratched his ear in a nice sort of way, and said that he had nothing to do until Friday, and would be delighted to come, in case it really was a woozle. Oh, I mean, you mean, in case it really is two woozles, said Winnie the Pooh, and Piglet said that anyhow, he had nothing to do until Friday. So off they went together. They were a small penny of large larch trees just there, and it seemed as if the two woozles, if that's what they were, had been going round the spinney. So round the spinney went Pooh and Piglet after them, Piglet passing the time by telling Pooh what his grandfather Trespassers W had done to remove stiffness after tracking, and how his grandfather Trespassers W had suffered in his later years from shortness of breath and other matters of interest, and Pooh wondering what a grandfather was like 
and if perhaps this was two grandfathers they were after now, and if so, whether he would be allowed to take one home and keep it, and what Christopher Robin would say. And still the tracks went on in front of them. Suddenly, Winnie the Pooh stopped and looked and looked and pointed excitedly in front of them. Look! What? said Piglet with a jump. And then, to show that he hadn't been frightened, he jumped up and down once or twice more in an, in, in an exercising sort of way. The tracks, said Pooh. A third animal has joined the other two. Who? cried Piglet. Do you think it is another Wurzel? No, but, said Pooh. Because it makes different marks. It's either two Woozles and one, as it might be Whizzle or two, as it might be Whizzles and one. If it is Woozle, let us continue to follow them. So they went on, feeling just a little anxious now, in case the three animals in front of them were of hostile intent. And Piglet wished very much that his grandfather T.W. were there instead of elsewhere, and Pooh thought how nice it would be if they met Christopher Robin suddenly, but quite accidentally, and not only because he liked Christopher Robin so much. And then, all of a sudden, Winnie the Pooh stopped again and licked the tip of his nose in a cooling manner, for he was feeling more hot and anxious than ever in his life before. There were four animals in front of them. Do you see, Piglet? Look at the tracks. Three, as it were, woozles, and one, as it was, whizzle. Another woozle has joined them. And so it seemed to be, there were the tracks crossing over each other, getting muddled up with each other there. But quite plainly, every now and then, the tracks of four sets of paws. I think, said Piglet, when he licked the tip of his nose too, and found that it brought very little comfort. I think that I have just remembered something. I just remembered something that I forgot to do yesterday and shan't be able to do tomorrow. So I suppose I really ought to go back and do it now. We'll do it this afternoon, and I'll come back with you, said Pooh. It isn't the sort of thing you can do in the afternoon, said Piglet quickly. It's a very particular morning thing that has to be done in the morning. And, if possible, between the hours of... What would you say the time was? About twelve, said Winnie the Pooh, looking at the sun. Between, as I was saying, the hours of twelve and twelve-five. So really, dear old Pooh, if you'll excuse me... What's that? Pooh looked up at the sky, and then, as he heard the whistle again, he looked up into the branches of an of a big oak tree, and then he saw a friend of his. It's Christopher Robin, he said. Ah, then you'll be all right, said Piglet. You'll be safe with him. Goodbye. And he trotted off home as quickly as he could, very glad to be out of all danger again. Christopher Robin came slowly down his tree. Silly old uh, he said. What were you doing? First you went round the spinney twice by yourself, and then Piglet ran after you, and you went round again together, and then you were just going round a fourth time. Wait a moment, said Winnie the Pooh, holding up his paw. He sat down and thought in the most thoughtful way he could think. 
Then he fitted his paw into one of the tracks, and then he scratched his nose twice and stood up. Yes, said Winnie the Pooh. I see it now, said Winnie the Pooh. I've been foolish and deluded, said he, and I am a bear of no brain at all. You're the best bear in the whole world, said Christopher Robin soothingly. Am I? said Pooh hopefully, and then he brightened up suddenly. Anyhow, he said, it is nearly luncheon time. So he went home for it. The old grey donkey, Eeyore, stood by himself in a thistly corner of the forest, his front feet well apart, his head on one side, and all thought about things. Sometimes he thought sadly to himself, why? And sometimes he thought, wherefore? And sometimes he thought, in as much as which? And sometimes he didn't quite know what he was thinking about. So when Winnie the Pooh came stumping along, Eeyore was very glad to be able to stop thinking for a little while in order to say, How do you do? in a gloomy manner to him. And how are you? said Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore shook his head from side to side. Not very how, he said. I don't seem to have felt at all how for a long time. Dear, dear, said Pooh. I'm sorry about that. Let's have a look at you. So Eeyore stood there, gazing sadly at the ground, and Winnie the Pooh walked all round him at once. Why, what's happened to your tail? He said in surprise. What's happened to it? said Eeyore. It isn't there. Are you sure? Well, either a tail is there, or it isn't there. You can't make a mistake about it. And yours is not there. Then what is? Nothing. Let's have a look, said Eeyore. And he turned slowly round to the, to the place where his tail had been a while ago. And then, finding that he couldn't catch up, he turned round the other way until he came back to where he was at first. And then he put his head down and looked between his front legs. And at last he said with a long, deep sigh, I believe you're right. Of course I'm right, said Pooh. That accounts for a good deal, said Eeyore gloomily. It explains everything. No wonder. You must have left it somewhere, said Winnie the Pooh. Somebody must have taken it, said Eeyore. How like them? he added, after a long silence. Who felt that he ought to say something helpful about it, but didn't quite know what, so he decided to do something helpful instead. Eeyore, he said solemnly, I, Winnie the Pooh, will find your tail. Thank you, Pooh, answered Eeyore. You're a real friend, said he. Not like some, said he. So Winnie the Pooh went off to find Eeyore's tail. It was a fine spring morning in the forest as he started out. Little soft clouds played happily in a blue sky, skipping from time to time in front of the sun, as if they had come to put it out, and then sliding away suddenly, so that the next might have his turn. Through them and between them the sun shone bravely, and a corpse which had worn its furs all the year round seemed old and dowdy besides the new green lace which the beeches had put on so prettily. 
through copse and spinney marched bare, down open slopes of gorse and heather, over rocky beds and streams, up steep banks of sandstone into heather again, and so at last, tired and hungry, to the hundred-acre wood. For it was in the hundred-acre wood that Owl lived. And if anyone knows anything about anything, said Bear to himself, it's Owl who knows something about something, he said, or my name's not Winnie the Pooh, he said, which it is, he added. So there you are. Oh, old Owl lived at the Chestnuts, an old world residence of great charm, which was grander than anybody else's, or seemed so to Bear, because it was, it had both a knocker and a bell pull. Under the knocker, there was a notice which said, Please ring if an answer is required. Underneath the bell pull, there was a notice which says, Please if an answer is not good. These notices have been written by Christopher Robin, who was the only one in the forest who could spell for Owl, wise though he was in many ways, able to read and write and spell his own name, Wall, yet somehow went all to pieces over delicate words like measles and buttered toast. Winnie the Pooh read the two notices very carefully, first from left to right, and afterwards, in case he had missed some of it, from left to right, from right to left. Then to make quite sure, he knocked and pulled the knock the knocker, and pulled and knocked the bell rope, and he called out in a very loud voice, Owl, I require an answer. It's bear speaking. And the door opened, and Owl looked out. Hello, Pooh, he said. How's things? Terrible and sad, said Pooh, because Eeyore, who, who's a friend of mine, he's lost his tail. And he's moping about it. So could you very kindly tell me how to find it for him? Well, said Owl, the customary procedure in such cases is as follows. What does proceed cake mean? Said Pooh. For I am a bear of very little brain, and long words bother me. It means the thing to do. As long as it means that, I don't mind, said Pooh humbly. The thing to do is as follows. First, issue a reward. Then, just a moment, said Pooh, holding up his paw. What do you do to this? What do you, what were you, what you were saying? You sneezed just as you were going to tell me. I didn't sneeze. Yes, you did, Tamil. Excuse me, Pooh, I didn't. You can't sneeze without knowing it. Well, you can't know without something having being sneezed. What I said was, first issue a reward. You're doing it again, said Pooh sadly. A reward, said Owl very loudly. Be right and notice to say that we will give a large something to anybody who finds Eeyore's tail. Ah, oh, I see, I see, said Pooh, nodding his head. Talking about large somethings, he went on dreamily. I generally have have a small something about now, about this time in the morning, and he looked 
wistfully at the cupboard in the corner of Owl's parlour. Just a mouthful of condensed milk, or what not, with perhaps a lick of honey. Well then, said Owl, we write out this notice and we put it all over the forest. A lick of honey, murmured Bear to himself. Or, or, or not, as the case may be. And he gave a deep sigh and tried very hard to listen to what Owl was saying. But Owl went on and on, using longer and longer words, until at last he came back to where he started and explained that the person to write out the notice was Christopher Robin. It was he who wrote the ones on my front door for me. Did you see them, Pooh? For some time now, Pooh had been saying yes and no in turn, with his eyes shut to all that Al was saying, and having said yes, yes last time, he said no, not at all now, without really knowing what Al was talking about. Didn't you see them? said Al, a little surprised. Come and look at them now. So they went outside, and Pooh looked at the knocker and the notice below it, and he looked at the bell rope and the notice below that. And the more he looked at the bell rope, the more he felt like he'd seen something like it somewhere else some time before. Handsome bell rope, isn't it? said Al. Pooh nodded. Reminds me of something, he said, but I can't think what. Where did you get it? I just came across it in the forest. It was hanging over a bush, and I thought at first something, somebody lived there, so I rang it and nothing happened, and then I rang it again very loudly, and it came off in my hand, and as nobody seemed to want it, I took it home and... Ow! Pooh suddenly. You made a mistake. Somebody did want it. Who? Eeyore. My dear friend Eeyore. He was, he, he was really fond of it. Fond of it? Hatched to it, Winnie the Pooh sadly. So with these words, he unhooked it and carried it back to Eeyore. And when Christopher Robin had nailed it on its right place again, Eeyore frisked about the forest, waving his tail so happily that Winnie the Pooh came over all funny and had to hurry home for a little snack or something to, to sustain him. And wiping his mouth half an hour afterwards, he sang to himself proudly, Who found the tail? I, said Pooh, at a quarter to two. Only it was quarter to eleven, really. I found the tail. Thank you for listening to this episode of Storytime Madness. That is the end of chapters 3 and 4 of Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Milne and E.H. Shepherd. I'll be back to read you another few chapters of this book next time. But for now, it's bye from me. Bye-bye. <laughs>